Welcome to the Overtime Podcast with Guy and Sam, sponsored by absolutely fucking nobody, because this is our first one. It's probably <laughs> going to be dog shit. But hey, we're here to entertain you, and you don't got to listen to those bullshit ads. So <laughs> Guy and myself are going to introduce ourselves, kind of let you know what we're about. And uh, Guy, you want to talk about yourself? Yeah. So as you said, um, I'm Guy from the, the state of Ohio. Um, I am a lover of all things Ohio sports. Uh, Buckeyes made me number one. Football is king in my house for sure, as it is with Sam's. Uh, uh, that's really it for me. Yeah, Bengals fan, right? Yeah, Bengals fan. Who day? Uh, we're garbage. Uh, we'll get into. We're, we'll get. It, we're about to get into that a little bit later. Talk when we talk about some some stuff. But uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm a big Titans fan. If you're listening to this, you probably know me. You might know a little bit about me, but I'm all about Titans, live and breathe Titans. I'm going to try to keep it a little unbiased for you guys, kind of get some stats in the mix and some different teams, but ultimately we're talking about football here. So, uh, yeah, I met this guy a long time ago, probably, what, like six, six uh, years ago now? Six years ago. Oh, actually, yeah, about six years because June 1st was one year since we uh, arrived in Dover. Yeah, used to absolutely hate it. I'm sorry, it was six years from when we arrived in Dover. Yeah, we did not start off as friends, but you know what? He's all right now. So, yeah, as you we, see, we're sitting here doing a podcast together. Yeah, we must not uh, hate each other too much. Uh, well, yeah, I was best man at his wedding. He's about to be best man at my wedding. So, I mean, I guess you could say things have worked out. Yeah, so there's all the sappy bullshit. Here's Sam and Guy's podcast, except, you know, we kind of argued about that a little, by, little bit. He wanted uh, his name to be first. I wanted my name to be first. You know, whatever. Should be mine, but we're going to let him have his moment. I mean, if it was alphabetical order, it'd be Guy and Sam. Although, I will give it to you. I think Sam and Guy might sound a little bit better. Uh, but it's all right. Off the rip. You know, we need to make you feel a little special, so that's what we're going to do. I am special. Special right. in the head, at least that's what my wife would say. Anyway, um... So, I mean, let's, let's start diving into some stuff, man. So, yeah. as, as you've already stated, you're a huge Tennessee Titans fan. So, you are very excited right now. And as I'm sure just about everybody else in Tennessee is, because this is about the only fucking thing you guys got going on right now. Hey, so, hey, hey. <laughs> no, I am very excited. Oh, Tulio Jones wearing the number two. It looks real nice. So, I'm going to break down the trade for you. So, Julio Jones got traded to the Tennessee Titans for a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. That is conditional. Titans got Julio in a 2023 sixth-round pick. So I'm going to break down how I think this trade went down and what it means for both teams. Titans obviously got an elite player. I mean, hands down, Top three wide receiver in the NFL, elite player. Even at age 32. Even at age 32. I am not worried about his age. See, I see a lot of controversy saying, oh, his play is regressing, so and so forth. Look, last year, he played nine games. This guy played nine games and had 760 yards. What's that average? About 85 yards a game. It's pretty good. So it's 85 yards a game, right? So, Corey Davis was our number two wide receiver last year. He played 14 games and had 980 yards. I mean, Julio played half the season and almost had more yards than Corey Davis. Huge upgrade there for the Titans, in my opinion. And also, I mean, 
the Falcons also had a kind of like a two-headed monster at wide receiver, which, I mean, he's going to have in Tennessee. And he's got somebody, another, like, you could argue top five wide receiver in the NFL in A.J. Brown, who is kind of like the same kind of style receiver as Julio. But when you have both of them out there at the same time, um, I don't know how, like, and then Derrick Henry. Because you got, <laughs> look, you got three people that you got to account for. Three X factors, right? You got A.J. Brown, absolute beast. Julio Jones, we all know who Julio Jones is. And Derrick Henry, 2,000-yard rusher. Look, you stack the box with eight people and you leave Julio manned up one-on-one, or you leave A.J. manned up one-on-one, and you have one single high safety, we're going to burn you on the left or right side. It's just what's going to happen. If you take those guys out of the box, put two safeties high, Derrick Henry's in the backfield. Mr. 2K himself. I think it's a great trade. There's a big hole in the Titans roster that we didn't address in the draft because we went all defense, which I'm not even going to get into that because we need to revamp our defense. But this is a huge move for the Tennessee Titans. And what it tells me is that they're going all in for a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, this isn't a move you make to rebuild or anything like that. And, I mean, Tennessee's not in a position to rebuild. I mean, two years ago they made the AFC Championship game. And then last year, I mean, they still made the playoffs. These guys are full swing going for the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust because they have everything they need to win right now. And, I mean, you guys lost some receivers uh, in, in free agency or to whatever, and you didn't really address that in the draft. So you had to. I mean, the, the, one, this is filling a need, and I think it upgrades your offense. It brings your offense to that next level. Because, I mean, Corey Davis was a good number two, but now you have two guys that could potentially be number ones. And in the past, whenever, like, you get two all-star wide receivers or, like, two, like, major big-time guys, I always, I usually worry about that. Like, how are these guys going to mesh? How are these guys going to – are they going to be arguing over who's catching more stuff or who's catching more touchdowns or who's catching more passes, who's getting more yards? I do not think this would have this will happen in the slightest, simply because Julio Jones is AJ Brown's hero. Um, AJ Brown wears eleven because of Julio. AJ Brown was the number one recruiter of Julio. Yeah, he was he was literally sending or uh, sending a chat to Julio saying, "Hey, you're the reason I did this." Like when he was coming out of college, like I looked up to you my whole career. Like so. I mean, they love each other. I mean, they already went out to dinner together, and they yeah. talked about the number. Like, Julio said, no, it's your number. You keep that number. I'm aware of number two. And There's a massive amount of respect between the two of them. Yeah, they, they love each other. They're going to work well together. Um, yeah. I think Julio, I wouldn't say his absolute steal, because I think Atlanta actually got a good deal as well. But I don't I, think anyone lost this trade. Uh, I disagree. No, I think Atlanta lost so let, let me tell you why I don't think Atlanta lost this trade. I mean, obviously, you want a first-round pick for an elite wide receiver like this, right? But Atlanta didn't even have the cap space to sign the rookies to their contracts. They're, so they're kind of what the Titans are now, like, back a few years ago. They kind of kicked the can down the road with cap space, restructured, pushed money back, because they made that run to the Super Bowl, and they're like, we're going all in for a Super Bowl right now. 
So now they're paying for it. The new regime is paying for it. They can't even sign their rookies. So who has the biggest contract that you can get the most value out of? Because it sure as hell ain't Matt Ryan. <laughs> right. Matt Ryan, his contract is ridiculous. And but there's no value for anybody. I mean, you know, maybe, I don't know, you know, quarterback's a big premium, and maybe they just don't want to lose Matt Ryan because they don't have someone to replace him. But look, Julio Jones, they have someone to replace him. They drafted Kyle Pitts, what, fifth overall, sixth overall? Yeah, he's basically a wide receiver playing tight end. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, they have one of the best young receivers in the game right now. Well, that was a point I was going to kind of make earlier. I mean, the Falcons had Calvin Ridley. A right with Julio, and I mean, man, Calvin Ridley by himself was awesome. So, like, the Falcons aren't in bad shape, and as far as the receiving core is concerned, I mean, exactly. So, like, they're not losing. So, they're not losing an insane amount of value because their their receiving game is already top tier, still, in my opinion. And they're getting the whole contract. They don't have to pay a single dime for this contract, other than the dead money that they have. So Tennessee's taking on the brunt of the contract, 32-year-old wide receiver, and giving up a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. I still think that's good value. I don't think we overpaid, and I don't think we completely just robbed the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think it's a complete rob, but I definitely think, like, if you had to pick a winner, it's de- I think it's definitely the Tennessee Titans. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens this year. Um, my only concern with Julio, I don't. Th- I think when he plays, he's gonna be great. I think he's. I don't think he's gonna like lose anything. Um, it's just gonna be how often he plays. It's gonna be it, it, injuries is my biggest concern with Julio. Now, I don't think it because after Julio, who replaces Julio when he goes down? I mean, we just like we don't have a lot of depth at the water receiver position. We don't. But Julio, like everyone says he's so injury-prone, this and that, and all they think about is last year. People have, you know, people forget all the time. Like, this guy, he missed maybe one game every three years, probably. I don't have the exact stats pulled up, but, I mean, this guy, the last three years, had 1,800 yards, 1,600 yards, 1,300 yards, basically played a full season. And look, he's a huge asset because... The Titans need a receiver that is elite in the postseason. And he averaged about 150 yards per postseason game whenever they made that run. I mean, he went off. I don't know if you remember that run, but oh yeah, every game he had almost over 150 yards. Yeah. I, th- um, I think uh, the Super Bowl was the lowest amount that he had. But he still did well. And, and, he, still show- and he still showed up in the Super Bowl. I think he was like four for four for like – 80, 90 yards, something like that, if I can remember. All anybody ever remembers about that Super Bowl is two things. 28-3 and the Julian Edelman, Edelman catch. They forget uh, about Julio's performance. Julio had an unbelievable catch later in the game. Matt Ryan made a really good throw. Uh, the toe it, tap on the side. Yeah, it was, it was over a defender. Just if, if it was any further, any other direction, it was either intercepted or it was going to be an overthrow. And it was a perfect throw. Julio grabbed it and toe-tapped it, just over, like mossed somebody. It was beautiful. See, this this is what we're missing because in the postseason, Corey Davis chokes. He chokes constantly. Big games, chokes. Like last year in Baltimore, you shut down Henry or Henry has a bad game, all you got to worry about is doubling AJ. 
Yeah. And then you have nothing else because you already know Corey Davis ain't going to do shit. And it's so frustrating as a Titans fan. But now I don't think you can do that on either side. You shut down Henry. I mean, you still got two elite wide receiver options left. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how we do. I'm excited about it. I still don't think Atlanta lost the trade. You know, maybe they could have got a second and a third or something like that. I don't see them getting a hard first, you know, off of that contract alone, especially with the cap reduced how it was this year. Teams just can't take on that cap hit because COVID, it was about uh, in the 180s, $180 million cap, somewhere around there. Next year, it's going to be a little bit nicer. It's going to be around the 190s. But, you know, people just weren't going to pay that kind of capital for an old, extremely expensive receiver because Atlanta didn't want to take on a single dime of that contract because they can't even sign their rookies. So one other thing I want to bring up about this, I kind of started to get into it a little bit. It's about, it's still about the injury thing. Yeah. Okay. So he just got injured last season. Um, I'm going to take this back to personal experience with my team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Everybody remembers AJ Green. He is a big physical receiver, tall, like Julio. And, once A.J. Green started getting hurt, he stayed getting hurt. Geno Atkins, Geno Atkins is doing the same thing right now. Different position, I know, but same thing's happening. Again, with the injuries, once you start getting up there, your body's not healing as fast. It's not healing as properly. But my concern is now... How much more does he get injured? Does he keep getting injured? Does he keep staying injured? Um, again, these concerns are minimal. This is like me being real pessimistic about this. I think it's a great trade, great or great move by the Titans. I, I think this very well could put them into the Super Bowl. But, you know, well, looking at all the details, it, it does worry me just a touch. Because, uh, I mean, once, let's say, I mean, his aging body does give in. As you said, you don't have depth of wide receiver. But hey, listen to this. Like, but first of all, we still got Josh Reynolds. We acquired him from the Rams. I mean, he's he's a third third wide Was receiver. He's not Julio Jones. But the same concerns you have are the same concerns that general managers have. He was injured last year. He's getting older. His contract was huge. So that's why they're not giving up an extreme amount of compensation for him. Look, Randy Moss went for a fourth-round pick to the New England Patriots because of the That's same because of the same reasons. He's old, you know, he's kind of losing his step, and then he goes to the New England Patriots, and he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. Explodes. Well, I mean, he was one of the greatest before that, but I mean, but he, yeah, no, he, 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 yeah, he just continued to do that. Um, he was the New York Giants away from being a part of a completely undefeated Super Bowl winning champion. Absolutely insane wide receiver. Yeah, he was just one New York Giants team away that, I don't know, I still don't know how the hell that game happened or how that happened. But Speaking of elite players, Aaron Rodgers misses mandatory minicamp yesterday, confirming every Packers fan's fears that he was serious. The holdout is real. Is now officially a holdout. And look, 
The Packers did this to themselves. Like they drafted Jordan Love. They didn't talk to Aaron Rodgers about their plans for the future. They're ready to start moving them out, just like he did to Brett Favre. But Aaron Rodgers comes back and has an MVP season, and the Packers organization says, oh, shit. Yeah, but Brett Favre, I mean, Favre retired. Well, I mean, but they drafted his replacement in the first round. He was drafted early in the first round. He knew he was going to get replaced. So they were trying to repeat that same success. But look, if you're if you have a quarterback still taking you to the NFC Championship and still taking you, you know, having MVP seasons. I know the year that George Love was drafted, he didn't have an MVP season, but it was a really good season. Yeah. You know, I, like you whenever your quarterback still has gas in the tank, you worry about getting him weapons and you worry about winning games and building your roster around him. Whenever you start seeing that regression, that's when you start worrying about a quarterback. People try to try to look ahead way too far sometimes and end up burning themselves. Yeah, um, I don't know what in the hell the Packers were thinking trying to get a quarterback in the first round. And and out of all quarterbacks, you got Jordan Love. That was the guy you went all in for on the first round when you when your quarterback still has plenty of years in the tank. I mean, yeah. I don't understand it. I. I I remember, I remember watching that happen. And they traded up for him. It was yeah. already a reach. It was already a reach. Because, look, what is he, the fourth quarterback taken off the board? I mean, he was... It was, the end of, it, was the, it was the end of the round. It was the end of the round. There was probably two to four quarterbacks taken before him. Like, they traded up for him when everyone knew they needed another wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers needed help. It was just... It was a ridiculous move. It was a terrible move. You know, looking back on it, I know they would not have made that move. But, you know, that's hindsight. But uh, Jordan Love, we might be seeing some of him this year because Aaron Rodgers is sticking with his stance saying he is done. I mean, they have offered him more money. They have offered to get more help. You know, they begged and pleaded him and took him out to dinner and said, how can we mend this relationship? And he said, you can't. I think he's serious. I think he's going to hold out until he's traded. And I think we're going to see Jordan Love suit up and be QB1 for the Packers. Well, I mean, he wanted his GM fired, right? Isn't that what he wanted? He said he, said he wants his GM to be fired before he comes back? I don't, I don't know exactly what he was saying. I know he talked about not liking the culture there now. Right. I'll and, say this. What's that? Aaron Rodgers does seem to bitch a lot. Now, he's a great quarterback, and I think – I, Tom Brady has changed my stance on this. I used to say that like, coaching is more important than, the, than like the player, but um, I think Tom Brady just proved that the fucking players are a little bit more important. Um, so, yeah, Aaron Rodgers bitches a lot, but I mean, he is, I mean, unarguably a top five quarterback in the league right now, um, with still plenty of years in the tank, plenty of football left. Plenty, plenty of high-level football left. Like, I mean, he just won the MVP. I, I don't the think... the Packers need to be like sued for. <laughs> I don't know, self-imploding their own organization. 
Well, like, they're, they're going to get their punishment this year because yeah. they're not making it anywhere close to the playoffs, in my opinion, this year. I mean, and they still got two tough opponents in, in that uh, division. I mean, they got the Minnesota Vikings and they got the Chicago Bears, which, I mean, we'll see what the Chicago, Chicago Bears do this year. Well, I mean, who starts a quarterback? Is it going to be Andy Dalton, Justin Fields? They're going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But um, if, they're, if it's an Aaron Rodgers-less Packers team, uh, hello – Detroit Lions level. But look, Jordan Love, a first-round pick out of Utah State, 26 overall, strong arm, kind of poor decision-making accuracy. So he's raw talent, needs to be honed. He's had years to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and get used to to NFL-level players at practice and stuff. I mean, who knows? Maybe he comes out there and surprises people, but, I mean – in college, his accuracy was not that good. He regressed in 2019. He had a great year, I believe, in 2017-18. He had a great year, and he started regressing. He's making poor decisions, but he's got an arm on him. He can fit the ball into tight windows. He's He can throw it deep. I think what they were going after was a Mahomes-esque type player. Because whenever the Chiefs were so dominant, and won that Super Bowl, everyone tried to start mimicking the Chiefs. Everyone started to try to draft players like Tyreek Hill, you know, fast, small players. You saw uh, Henry Ruggs go before, I, you know, talent that I thought was better than him because he was fast. Everyone's trying to mimic the Kansas City Chiefs, and Jordan Love was that raw talent with a strong arm that can move around in the pocket. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times there's only one version of that, per- of a person and it's that person. You said, I mean, everybody, like you said, wants to find the next Tyree kill or whatever, but, um, all right. They tried it with John Ross, uh, bust. They tried it with Henry Ruggs. We'll see what happens, but not he, he great. Okay. But he's not Tyree kill. You know? No, they're look. There's only one Tyreek Hill in this world, and that person is Tyreek Hill. There's only one person that is Randy Moss in this world, and that person is Randy Moss. Okay, there's only one person. I'm gonna I can keep going with like players like Patrick Mahomes. Nobody else is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Um, stop trying to copy. I mean, it's a copycat league, but like, you're not gonna find a generational talent every year because I mean that's what Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah. I mean, I and they're, they're praying Jordan Love pans out to be a fraction of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I I think Jordan Love will be middle of the pack. I don't think he's going to be that good. I think he's going to have a lot of uh, interceptions this year because his accuracy wasn't even good in college, and he didn't. You know, he wasn't in a real tough conference either. So we'll see what happens. I mean, what, what do you what do you think the Packers are going to? What do you think the record's going to be? I mean, without Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Jordan Love started. I'm 17 games now, so I can't do. Yeah, um, without Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they win more than four or five games. Because I mean, they and four or five have... games is like being generous for me. How many? Like, I don't think they win more than four or five. Like, that's it. Like, four or five like wins is generous. They're I, generous. I think they're still competitive for a wild card, but they miss it. 
with Jordan Love, I I have no I, mean, I have no I have no respect for Love's game. I I mean not that I don't like the guy or anything. I have nothing against the guy. I don't think he belongs on an NFL football field. Well, I mean I just saw I mean just the other day there was a report that Jordan Love threw two pick sixes within five minutes of each other in the OTS. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. In his college, in college, he was just like that. He made poor decisions. He wasn't accurate with the ball, but he had a strong arm and he was a playmaker. So they were just looking for a gunslinger, I think. And they panicked. They were trying to find someone to replace Aaron Rodgers and trade up for Jordan Love. Worst trade in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't – all right. Bottom line, Packers, you're fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of stupid, Sean Watson <laughs> – Oh man, this is your uh, your a, a division friend of yours. Yeah, Sean Watson. So, Kareem Jackson, cornerback of the Denver Broncos, has a podcast. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like Catch a Fade or Faded or some shit like that. I don't know. But active player podcast. Um, he quoted on his podcast. He said he was talking to Deshaun, and Deshaun said, "Jack, aka Kareem Jackson, just tell them that's where I want to be." I want to be in Denver. So Deshaun Watson wants to go to Denver. I think Denver would love to have Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. But I don't think that trade is going to happen anytime soon until this legal shit is resolved. Yeah. How about the timing of that? Yeah, because the Texans don't want to get robbed. You know, they don't want to give him away for something ridiculous just because it's legal stuff. And the Broncos also don't want to take on a liability that, you know, say they get him and he's suspended indefinitely or, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Who knows? This is going to be a long, drawn-out process. Deshaun Watson is sticking with what he says. He's not going to show up. He's still sitting out. He doesn't want to play for the Texans. It's, It's a shit show all the way around. It is absolutely ridiculous. And the Texans are not in good shape. I think um, Deshaun Watson, I mean, good board, that would be a fun offense because, I mean, they've got two really good wide receivers. They have they have a tight end who I'm waiting for him to break out in Noah Fant. He's, like, stupid fast for a tight end. I'm, I'm just waiting for him to have his breakout season. I thought it was going to be last year, but I guess Drew Locke just isn't the answer for the Broncos quarterback. Um, that being said, they get Deshaun Watson, he'll fucking break out. But... Um, Broncos instant Super Bowl contender with Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Defense, really good defense. They have weapons. They have running backs. I don't know how their offensive line is. How's their offensive line? The decent middle of the pack kind of. Middle, nothing special. Um, Yeah, so they they have a good team around them. Deshaun Watson, it kind of reminds me of whenever Peyton Manning was traded to the Broncos back in the day. Elite defense. Great weapons with Demarius Thomas, you know, everybody on that team. But they had a shit quarterback. As soon as they got one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Yeah, Tim Tebow. (laughs) Who has made news recently. I'm not even going to get into that. AFC South is a joke. But you put Deshaun Watson on that football team, and they're instant rival for Kansas City. Yeah. because I'm, I'm sorry, Dan. Dan's my stepdad. He's a huge uh, Raiders fan. I know he's going to listen. I'm sorry, Dan, but uh, 
yeah, the Raiders are going to be in dead last if that happens, and they have no chance because oh, yeah. the Chargers are going to be sneaky good because um, their quarterback had a very good season for his for his rookie year. Uh, Herbert, yeah, he, he came out of nowhere. I mean, he wasn't thought very highly of in, in, at the draft, um, but he played very well, and so Chargers could be a dark horse team for that division. Then you have – but not not when you have Deshaun Watson and the Broncos and, then of course, the Chiefs. I don't think there's a single – I don't think there's a way that the Chargers will be good enough to make it into the playoffs, so even with three spots. Because the AFC is so stacked right now. Yeah, but that defense is so – that defense is good. Dude, it, it doesn't matter. Look, the Chiefs are winning that division. I don't care what you say. They're winning the division, hands down. And then the wild cards, I mean, I think I think either the Titans or the Colts, one of those is going to take up a wild card. Someone in the AFC North is going to take up a wild card. Maybe two teams, just like last year. Browns are good. Ravens are always good. Steelers are good. I mean, do you really think the Chargers are going to beat out the Colts, Titans, Ravens, or Steelers, or Browns? I think the Steelers are going to fall off. But I mean I, that that's the only chance they have. And I mean who who's next up after that? I mean the Patriots, but I don't believe in the quarterback. I don't believe in no. I don't believe in Mac Jones either. He's like nope. Walmart brand Tom Brady. Like you know, I, I don't I don't see I mean maybe they have that chance if the Steelers fall off, but I don't see the Steelers falling off. Like who like they lost Bud Dupree, which I mean, they still play decent without Bud Dupree. You know, they lost James Conner, but they got in uh, running backs oh, ten times better than Najee Harris. Najee Harris, my goodness! Like they still have weapons. You know, I, I they're. Don't, I don't believe in Big Ben. I, I just don't believe in him. Hey, Not, he's. Look at the record last year. Big Ben was starting, and yeah. look at the record that Big Ben wasn't playing. I mean. They still had a winning season, you know, the year Big Ben wasn't playing, but... Dolphins. I don't think so. I don't believe in Tua. They're going to be interesting to watch, I'll say that, because they have weapons. But Tua, Tungavaloa, I don't think is the real deal. I think he's a game manager. I don't think he can throw the ball real well. I mean, we'll see. Maybe it was just he didn't have any weapons. I don't know, but I don't believe in him, so I, I think they missed the playoffs. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team, and the AFC is just too strong for them to make it. Um, I do like the edu- the addition of um, Jalen Waddell to the Dolphins. He's get, he, uh, Tua gets a wide receiver that he knows. Um, Mike Gesicki, underrated tight end. Um I, th- I think the Dolphins will fight for that division. They'll put up a fight for it. I think, I think, I think it gets close. Yeah, we'll see. AFC is extremely competitive right now. Extremely. It's going to be interesting to see everything pan out this year. So uh, going back to the Texans, there's a little bit of a quarterback competition down there. We have Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor. So Davis Mills... 
He's out of Stanford, had five starts, 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, and a 66% completion percentage. So he was known to be to have a high completion percentage throughout his college career. So he's very efficient. Um, not a big gunslinger, but he only he only started five games and he put up pretty good numbers. Um, he's a third round pick. The Texans quarterback coach has been following him since high school. He was a high he was a high prospect prospect coming out of high school. Everybody loved him. Um, he kind of fell off in college. He didn't really get as many starts. You know, he had to wait for uh, the quarterback that was in front of him to transfer. I think he got hurt a little bit, so he got a. Uh, Got some time starting. Um, Where do you go to school? I forget. Stanford. Stanford, that's right. He, um, yeah, so he's going to be battling it out with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Tyrod Taylor with the experience, I think he, you know, he's kind of a shoe in to start, but you never know with the Texans organization. I mean, the, the quarterback coach loves Davis Mills. I mean, I think that's why they fell in love with him so much to draft him in the third round instead of fixing all the multiple holes they have on their team and roster. I think um, I think the right move in this situation is to start Tyrod Taylor. Um, let the quarterback. I mean, because Tyrod Taylor. Well, kind of like how you were you were saying about uh, this new David Mills. Tyrod Taylor is very efficient. He doesn't throw interceptions very often. He's he he protects the ball. Now he does. He's not a gunslinger. He's not a huge playmaker. He's a game manager. He man he'll he'll man, he'll manage the game for you pretty well. Um, and you didn't. And he pay, doesn't force turnovers. And you didn't pay Tyrod Taylor just to come in here and sit on the bench. So. Right. No. So but, Tyrod Taylor, I think, makes gets that start. I think uh, Mills learns from Tyrod Taylor. Um, I do like the pickup. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, it, uh, it, if I was the Texans, look, you have nothing to lose this year. Nothing. No. Like you give Tyrod a couple games, see how he does. If he's if you start losing games. He's game managing, just not pulling it off. You put your rookie in and see what he can do, because it's all or nothing at that point. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't want to ruin the rookie, though. I mean, who knows? I mean, they need a high draft pick next year. Yeah, which is kind of why, if things aren't going great with uh, Tyrod, I mean, I just kind of let that train ride until I, until we get all the way there. And then, if you believe if you believe in this Mills kid that much, then I mean, it's a quick way to figure out if he's worth it or not. Because, look, you just drafted this rookie. You're going to need a quarterback because Sean Watson's not going to stay there. No. So you might as well just see what your rookie can do before so, you go drafting a quarterback, you know, at pick number one, which is what they're going to be this year. Yeah, I mean, you got to get him some game experience. Get him some game tape in the NFL, see how he does. But um, at the same time, protect him. Um, because, I mean, you get a – Good enough draft pick next year. Get him some weapons. Yeah. Because I mean, next year you're gonna have you're gonna have some decent receivers uh, coming out next year that will be worthy of high draft picks. Um, I not not quite like this year's receiver <laughs> draft. This year's receiving uh, class was like nothing I've ever seen before. This was incredible. And the Texans need wide receivers because they lost DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, like number one, number two, gone. They don't have elite receivers anymore. Where did Fuller? Where, yeah. Fuller went to Miami. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, now Tua. I, I forgot Tua has. They have Fuller weapons. Too. It's all if Tua can put it together, which I don't believe mm. Tua can. I think they're going to be eight and nineteen, 
or nine and eight. No, I was like, what? Eight and nineteen? No, eight or nine team. Eight and nine team. Oh, an eight and nine team. Okay, I thought you said yeah. eight. I think they're going mid, to be eight and nineteen. Mid, I'm like, no. uh, no. Middle, middle of the road. Middle of the road. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Well, getting away from talking about shitty teams, let's talk about our favorite teams. What do you think your top five is going to be this year? Top five power rankings. Start from where do you want to start from? Number five. Yeah, we can start with number five. I'll let you go first. Name your five. All right. My number five might be a little surprising. I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. I'm picking the L.A. Rams. Um, I am a big fan of Matt Stafford. I think he's. I, I think everybody agrees that he's an upgrade over Jared Goff, and they were competitive with Jared Goff. Um, Matthew, I mean, Detroit is just where NFL players go to die. There's not. There has been more wasted talent go through Detroit than anywhere else other than maybe Cleveland or Cincinnati. Um, but I mean, now Matthew Stafford finally gets a good team around him. He gets a good organization. He has a good coach. Sean McVay is a very good young coach. He's offensive minded, you know, um, Someone's I like finally him. sling the ball, you know? Yeah. And he's got somebody that can do what he wants. He doesn't have to direct him every step of the way because Jared. that was Jerry Goff's big, like criticism, uh, the criticism point was like, okay, well, the coach has to fucking tell him what to do every time. Like, he can't just do things on his own, as to where Matthew Stafford can absolutely. And he's tough as nails. I love him. All right. You want me to name my number five? Yeah, go ahead. I have my boys, Tennessee Titans, number five. You have them at five, really? I have them at five. Okay. After the Julio Jones trade. I had them at about eight, I believe, when I was ranking them earlier in the year. And then whenever we got Julio, I put them at number five. So... Who I had there before is the Arizona Cardinals, and I'll talk about them in a little bit. I am really high on the Arizona Cardinals this year. The Tennessee Titans already kind of went into it. Like our offense, we are already, I believe, number three ranked offense in the NFL last year, averaging over 30 points a game, and we have a fully revamped defense. Bud Dupree, we literally cut all of our starting corners from last year because we couldn't stop anybody on third down. Worst third down percentage, and we were the 31st worst defense in the whole NFL. Revamped our whole defense. Now it's a crapshoot. Who knows if we're going to be good on defense or not. One thing I do know, we're going to have a high-powered offense and even better offense than last year. And last year we went 11-5, and won our division, and unfortunately lost to the Baltimore Ravens. But don't I'm, worry, I hit him too. I hit the yeah, Ravens too. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. So I have them over the Baltimore Ravens as well. Um, all right, who's your number four? Before I get into my number four, I want to say I just want to say one thing: that the Cardinals are not in my top five. I do not believe in Kyler Murray. Like you don't believe in Tua, I don't believe in Kyler. That's all I'll say about that. We'll get into our honorable mentions after. Yeah, we can get into the honorable mentions after before we do our number one. Um. All right, number four. Um, I guess this kind of proves to everybody that this is an unbiased podcast for the most part. I don't know. We're going to be biased about some things. It's going to happen. It's going to be bound to happen. But on this occasion, I'm trying my hardest, and it pains me to say it. But I believe number four is the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to be real good, too. Yeah, and, and, man, they're stacked. They've got – and Baker has proven to be a halfway decent quarterback. They went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, man. They, I mean, they, they, went, they were down, and they fought. 
They went toe-to-toe. They were a very bad call away from potentially winning that game. They got screwed. Absolutely smoked the Titans, too. Yeah. In the um, I mean, and they've gotten more. Like, all they've, did, they, they, all they've, all they've done is, like, just bulk up with more talent. Um, but they're – so, my problem with them is they can just implode. Like oh, yeah. Brown, sometimes the Browns are just going to brown. Yeah, Baker's not having a good day. He can implode. But when he's when he is having a good day, he can go off. Well, that's why, I mean, one of the reasons I have him as number four is because I'm not too worried about Baker imploding. Because guess what? They've got two running backs that can just fucking carry the team. they got Nick Chubb and fucking um, Kareem Punt. Like, yeah, I mean, they're... That's a, that's a two-headed monster. And then you have a two-headed monster in the wide receivers. And then you have... A two-headed monster tight ends, and then you have that defense that can carry him. Like they're good. I'm. I'm. The more the more I talk him up, the more I'm thinking I should have put him higher on my list. But um, (laughs) who's your number four? Los Angeles Rams. Ah, so okay, we 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 agree on uh, a top five. I like Stafford. I like Stafford a lot, and I like that team. They're they reminded me of you know a team that said okay, it's Super Bowl or bust. And they still have a lot of those elite top-tier players on that team. They just couldn't get it done on the offensive side of the ball. So, with Stafford, I think he's a real leader. I think he's a real gunslinger. I think he's going to get stuff done. I like it. What's your number three? Number three. And I'm surprised at you. Because I have your Titans higher than you do. Really? I have the Tennessee Titans at number three. I I absolutely love the addition of Julio Jones. Even though I was sitting there and I was like, you know, kind of boo-hooing the idea or whatever. I love it. Yeah. So they their defense, man. I just I don't know if I can believe in it yet. Like I have to see improvement before I rank them any higher. I mean, I already feel it. I'm top 5 in the NFL. I mean, that's pretty good, you know. Yeah. That's I'd say that's pretty good. You know, it's honestly optimistic, but I can't rank them any higher that in, you know, until I see. Now. What's that? You're making me want to change this now because I like the more I keep looking at my list, I look at Cleveland Browns and Tennessee. Yeah, I should just change that. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, no, I I love the splash move they made. Their offense, you're not you're not stopping their offense. I think I, I think I bit I, I fell into the recency the uh, recency bias trap just because of how new this is and how exciting it is. It's just like. I think that's what I think that's what happened. Was that was that your number three? Yeah, Titans were my number three. Who's your Who's yours? Buffalo Bills. So I still love the Buffalo Bills. AFC Championship last year. Uh, they're you know elite passing game, elite defense, great Diggs quarterback. Pick up for them. Josh Allen is an elite quarterback in my opinion. He is really good. The only problem they have is he does too much. They don't have a running game. They don't have a running game at all. So they take zero pressure off of Josh Allen. The defensive ends, edges, outside linebackers, they can pin their ears back on third down, first down, and second down and go after Josh Allen because they know they're not running that ball. I mean, he passes like 30 to 40 times a game. It's ridiculous. But... Their defense and passing game is so good and so efficient. I think they have a real chance to win the AFC this year. What's your number two? 
I think I think I think our top two are probably gonna be pretty similar. Um, Tampa Bay. I'm still, I'm still kind of scratching my head on your Buffalo Bills one. I'm not a fan of the Buffalo no. Bills, and not in the top five. Not in the top five. I, 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 I they're, they're, we'll get to the honorable mentions here in a little bit, but we'll see. Um, anyway, my number two is going to be the Chiefs. And let me guess. Go ahead and do your number one. Tampa Bay, yeah, number one. Number one is Tampa Bay. So, right. and, and, and I mean, here's why. They just played head to head. Tampa Bay is returning the exact same starters on all both sides of the ball, which, by the way, first time that's happened forever. But look, so I have Chiefs number one, Tampa Bay number two. So let's have this discussion. Yeah, so, but, I mean, do I think the Chiefs are a better team? Yeah, but I can't rank the Chiefs ahead of the Tampa ahead of Tampa when the Chiefs just got fucking stopped by him. But look, Tampa Bay is one of those teams that got hot. It's almost like, you know, March Madness. You get that shitty team that gets hot. I'm not saying Tampa Bay is shitty. I mean, I have them number two in the whole NFL in my rankings. But teams get hot and teams make runs. They didn't even win their division. Look, they have a talented team. And maybe it just took them a while to put it together. But they're just one of those teams that got hot in the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. I think and the Kansas City Chiefs had a bad game. I think it just took them a while to get traction, is all it was, because I mean, you had a new quarterback taking over. Anytime you're, I mean, that team was not going to hit the ground running, but I, I think they'll do just fine this year. Um, yeah. Um, so I got, I got Chiefs first, because I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not not just the Chiefs at all. But like, I, like you said, like you have Tampa at number two, I have Chiefs at number two. I mean, number two in the entire NFL is pretty fucking good. Um, I really like how they revamped their O line this year. So that way, like they don't have a repeat, or at least they're trying to not have a repeat. Yeah. So. So. I, I like the Chiefs. Um. You want to do your uh, your likes or dislikes to wrap us up? Oh, yeah. We can get into baseball. All right. So little segment we're gonna do, um, just to wrap us up. He's a uh, guy's gonna go through his likes and dislikes of. Different baseball rules. What what is it? Odd rules. So, all right. Let me kind of get into this a little bit. So the in recent weeks, a big topic of conversation in Major League Baseball has been the unwritten rules. Um, what kind of brought this all up is because there was a situation where there was a team getting blown out. I forget exactly what the teams were because it was a few weeks ago, but one team was getting blown out. So they decided to say, we're not going to put our starting pitcher out there. We're just going to put a fucking regular fielder out there. I think he was I think he was the shortstop that day. And we're just going to let him pitch 50-mile-per-hour pit, uh, pitches right over the plate. And the other team's not supposed to do anything about it. And they're just supposed to let it happen and just end the game. Right? Wait, they're, they're supposed to let it happen? They're supposed to, yeah. They're not they, supposed to swing? Like, will they get penalized? No, they didn't get penalized. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into this. Okay. Um... I'm trying to think of how to like talk about it without getting too far into it without actually, but so yeah, I mean what ha- so what happened was the shortstop threw a pitch it was like fucking fifty miles per hour right over the plate and the rookie fucking cranked it. Yeah, yeah, took it, took him deep, took it home run, and the the team that was pitching got pissed 
and the team and the manager of the player that did it got pissed. Like, oh, this isn't how baseball is supposed to be fucking played, yada, yada, yada. And, like, okay, first off, that other team is still going up the bat. Okay? I don't care how many runs you're down by, but, like, if you're going to fucking just go out. I take putting the shortstop out there as almost like a fucking insult. Also, it's bad for the fans. Like, the fans came out there to see you put in your best effort. They paid their, they paid money on tickets. Absolutely. It's one of the re- – I mean, baseball yeah. has an issue. It's it's going it's, – it's dropping in popularity. But, I mean, there's a multiple issues. No, I'd be pissed if I went out there and saw a shortstop throwing – Fuck yeah, you would. Lobbing baseballs down, you know, over the plate. So, I dislike that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, a couple unwritten rules I wanted to go through. Okay. Number – Let's see, which one do I want to do first? All right. We'll go with the first one. I'll ask you, say you like this, like, but I'll tell you what I think. All right. Foul balls or home run balls. Anytime there's a foul or home run ball, whoever gets it needs to give it to a kid. It's kind of like an unwritten rule. Like or dislike? Dislike. Okay, explain. doesn't always have to go to a kid, man. I mean, I get it. It's cool for kids, the first games, but... You know, I feel like there's still other people there that may have not gone to a baseball game as a kid that still deserve to enjoy that. Still, you know, deserve to get that chance. I mean, I get it. You know, people love kids and stuff, but dislike. Um, yeah. I think there is – okay. If it's a foul ball, I like it. If it's a home run ball, fuck your kid. I've never gotten a home run ball. I'm taking that shit, especially if it's my team. Yeah, like if your kid looks at me fucking sobbing because he didn't catch the ball, I'm gonna flip him off and go home. <laughs> That's my ball. Yeah, That's my no, fuck you. Ball. Like fuck your kid. Um, but no foul ball. Yeah, I'll give it to a kid. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, all right, here's another one. Don't swing. I'm yeah. Don't swing at the first pitch after the pitcher has allowed back to back home runs. So if the pitcher has just pitched. His, if his last two pitches were home runs and you're a new batter, fresh count, don't swing at the first pitch. Uh, dislike? Yeah, I agree. Hell no. Yeah, fuck that. I'm fuck your, cracking, fuck your, like, I'm like, cracking that shit. Yeah, so talking. like, fuck your pitcher, fuck your kid, like, or fuck your kid, fuck, fuck your, your kid, pitcher. Fuck your kid, fuck your pitcher, and fuck these rules, because dislike them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like how there's this stigma about pitchers. Like, oh, we can't offend the pitcher, um, dude. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't fucking like it. All right, what's next? All right, um, this one kind of goes into what I kind of just said. Don't step on the pitcher's mound. So, if, like, you're going from like third base or whatever to back to your dugout if it's on like the first baseline. Don't step on the pitcher's mound. Or if, like, you're just, like, walking, like, running back to wherever, you're not supposed to step on the pitcher's mouth. That's apparently an unwritten rule. What the fuck is their problem with you stepping on the pitcher's mouth? I, it's because it's the pitcher space. So, basically, these rules are about a pitcher being a little bitch. <laughs> dislike. Some of these, yeah, no, I agree. Um, dislike. What do you think? Absolutely. Dislike? No, no yeah. dislike. All right, here's one that I... Here's one. For those of you listening, that is my dog. Yeah. <laughs> I guess somebody called him. Um, another one, uh, don't talk about a no hitter in progress. So if there is 
a no hitter in progress. Don't talk about like. it. I like it. Superstitious. Superstitious. Sports fans, superstitious. I had to wear it. So I'm with, not kind of stitious. I'm superstitious. Yeah. So like, kind of like, like on the superstitious conversation. Like, if I start out the college football season wearing a certain Ohio State jersey, I have to wear that Ohio State jersey every game I watch. Every game I watch. Otherwise, I feel like we're gonna lose. Because when I was a kid in 2006, Ohio State had an undefeated season, and I got a new jersey for Christmas. It was a it was like a really nice AJ Hawk jersey, and we got fucking blown out by Florida the very first time I ever wore it. And then again, when I was in like what what was I? I was in middle school. I got a Terrell Pryor jersey, and then the very first game I wore it, we got fucking blown out. And so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I still lift my feet over railroad tracks every time I go over them, so I'm superstitious. Yes, same. Um, another one, don't bunt during a no-hitter. Like or dislike? Like. I agree. If, you, if you're going to try if you're going to, if you're going to stop the pitcher's no-hitter, well, do it, fucking actually, do it the right you know way. What? No, I changed my mind. Dislike. You fucking play to win the game. You don't play to... You know, please the pitcher. No, 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 no. This isn't a pleasing the pitcher thing, I don't think. This is just like, like, bunting can be a cheap way. I mean, depending on how good of a bunter this person is, um, I think, I think bunters, bunting is a very cheap way to ruin a no-hitter. I like it. If you're, if you're, if you're going to ruin a no-hitter, you need to fucking do it the right way. Get a real base hit. That may be a fan's perspective, but like, if I'm up there, I'm doing what it takes to win the game. There's no honor in that, man. There's I don't, I don't like give it. A fuck. I don't like it. I'll fucking win in the most unhonorable way you can imagine. If I win, I win. Be fucking unless I'm the Are you the fucking Houston Astros? Yeah, unless I'm them fucking cheating, stealing signs and shit. But you know, I'm pretty sure other people do that shit all the time. Um, alright, next one. Don't yell anything when opposing when a opposing fielder is trying to catch a ball. So if you're like on second base or whatever and there's like a pop fly in the infield. You can't like yell. I got it. I got it. Like if you're like the base runner to fuck up the uh, the person trying to catch it, like or dislike? Nah. Dislike. I I I, 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 no. I mean, I'm all for fucking with people. So like, if I was doing that, I would do it. <laughs> but I would definitely I, do it. But I would be pissed it, because I mean, that's a safety thing. Because when you have two players, like two people going for a ball, you call like one somebody's supposed to call somebody off. Like, hey, I got it, I got it. It prevents you from running into each other. That's a safety thing. If you can't start, if you can, if you start not trusting people, saying I got it, you're gonna get hurt. Shit, fuck them up. No, I don't like it. I'm, I, I, I mean, I, I like the rule. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't want it. All right. All right, last one. Okay. Never rub the area where you were hit by a ball. Like, so if you get hit in, like, the chin or whatever. You start rubbing it like a little bitch. Like, oh. Yeah, it's like, a, it's, like it's, it's like a macho thing. Like, or just like. Oh, I like that. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, don't be a bitch. You're, if you're a major league, if, I mean, really, if, if you're playing, like, hey, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> All right, well. There's no crying in baseball. That about wraps us up. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that was it. That was our first ever podcast. If you have the means to. Let us know what you think, what we could do better. Um, if you liked it, please let us know. If you absolutely hate it, fuck you. We don't like you anyway. Well, if you listened to this whole dog shit podcast, we do appreciate it, though. 
We do. We put in a lot of work trying to figure out how to set up these stupid mics and everything. And, you know, trying to talk this long to entertain you assholes. So drop a like if you can. Uh, can I drop likes? Not on Spotify. I think, oh, I mean, they can like it to where, yeah, they can like, like it. But how about if you know me, you text me and say, I like this. If Make you are somebody, good. if you are somebody random in one of Sam's Facebook groups that he's going to post and you liked it, message him. If you hated it, still message him because that would be fucking hilarious. Actually, I would love to see him get banned from Facebook again. Actually, don't message me. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> All but, right, guys. That's going to be it for, uh, for us. Um, have a great night, great day, whatever. We're going to try and do these uh, like every couple of weeks in the off season. But once college football or the NFL season rolls back around, we're going to be hitting it heavy once a week, um, or at least try to because, I mean, our jobs will dictate that. But um, Peace. Peace. See ya.